The Restless Midlifer podcast. Get health, weight and life back on your terms. Hi and welcome to episode 104 of the podcast. Now this week I've got no interview, but what I am going to do is give you some thoughts on diet versus exercise. Now this is something that uh, arises through uh, client questions and some listener questions. Now it's it's not specifically the question of should I exercise or diet per se. It's not that kind of binary in terms of the choice that or the question that I get asked. But it is to what extent should I favor exercise perhaps over diet or vice versa? How do I blend them in? I think it's more that that's what the variety of questions that uh, that I get tend to be framed around. But before I do get into the diet versus exercise, I think it's useful to define a few terms that I think become relevant later as we start to explore this. Because the the simple answer is between the diet versus exercise is it depends. Now, I'm obviously not going to leave it at it depends. I'm going to sort of pull out some key principles and some thoughts on that. And what I intend to do for this exercise is, sorry, this episode is to focus predominantly on that issue and then in the next episode start to look at what potentially is an alternative approach or an alternative way to frame those two aspects of of our health effectively key parts of our health and perhaps look at it from a different perspective so I'll, I'll build that in next week and I think this one is about foundational for that but before we even get into diet and exercise I do want to define some terms so the, the first terms that I do want to define are uh, movement activity and exercise. Now, what I'm not going to do is give you a textbook definition for these or a dictionary definition. What I want to do is give you what I would sort of, how I would approach these and define these operationally, I guess, practically when I'm working with a client or I'm talking to somebody about these. Because what it can do, it be useful in, is helping us particularly work out the difference between activity and exercise in particular. Um, and I'll get to that very shortly. So if we start at the very basic movement, now as human beings and, uh, you know, in common with the majority of creatures on the planet, we move and we move in various different ways. And I think that's not rocket science. But that movement is part of what spends the energy or takes energy um, in our day. Yes, there's other functions within the body, the brain, etc. And that actually takes a fair proportion of our energy expenditure in a given day. But so, you know, in terms of it, our movement and how much we move in a given day is a key part of that. And it's important to recognize that with that, there, you know, the, the modern world, I guess, has moved to or, or, or inclined to less movement than more, you know, back in the day, I, my, my gran used to tell me stories of how they used to walk to work, you know, two miles every day, etc., etc. They'd walk to a, a dance on a night, walk back, uh, very physical activities that the majority of them did in that time. So, you know, the idea of gym and activity and exercise was probably not, well, it would have been laughed at, to be fair, I guess, by a lot of them, because, you know, they didn't need it, it wasn't even a factor, because they moved plenty plenty of movement going on in all sorts of ways, whether it was dancing, moving, walking, swimming, whatever. So if you think about movement and then tie it into activity, because we, in order to fulfill the various activities within our lives, movement, no doubt, or invariably plays a huge part in that. And that could be driving a car, it could be um, going for a walk, it could be sitting at our desk. There's There's still movement there to different degrees, but the movement 
um, and how we move is is often shaped by the kinds of activities we do. And those activities are there to serve a particular purpose, whether it's to get work done, to clean the house, to do professional work, personal work, to to get from one place to another, to childcare, friends, meet friends, that kind of thing. There's lots of different things. And I'm sure you get that. It's very basic. But I, I, the reason I dwell a little bit on this is because I do want to differentiate between, in particular, activity, which is, I guess, movement with purpose, just for want of a very rough and ready slap-on label, um, and kind of get us to think about that and how it differentiates from exercise, in, in my terminology, and my book, as it were. Exercise is that kind of deliberate perhaps planned, or we plan it in, we plan to do it, activity that is deliberately done for its own sake or for the sake of getting us to move it more, perhaps move more intensively, move more flexibly, build strength, you know, that fitness uh, in a particular direction or multiple directions with this balance, strength, fitness, uh, endurance, all of those factors. So that exercise is more of a planned thing with a specific aim to improve our level of fitness um, physical fitness and perhaps even psychological and emotional fitness because there are big links there. And I think it's important that when I, before I get onto the diet versus exercise question, that we differentiate between activity and exercise because there are, it does play quite importantly into the question of you know diet versus exercise, but it's also important to recognize that exercise may, if for many of us, it may form very little part of our day or if it do a day or a week, but if it does form it, it's often contained within a half an hour here or a gym session there or a Sunday run and two sessions during the week. You know, depending on our level of activity, our goals, those kind of instances of exercise are often contained within very discrete sort of modules, for, for want of a better phrase. And yes, they can contribute to um, our energy burn, you know, if we're talking about weight loss. Uh, and also our level of fitness improvement. But what we can often forget is that activity, the activity that's wrapped around all of that, I mean, exercise is activity in, its, in itself, it's a subset of it, but activity in general is something that perhaps is less intense. It's more unconscious a lot of the time if we're just going for a walk because we need to walk from the car park to the shop or from the house to the car or, you know, to go and pick up such and so, whatever it is. That, that kind of activity is perhaps we give a lot less thought to it. And naturally, the way the world is, which is built towards convenience, we probably do less of it, as I say, than previous generations. So perhaps we do do over time. And that actually is a, an important thing to recognize, particularly for midlifers. And it's something that factors in um, when, um, you know, if, if you're a woman and you're kind of experiencing or, or, or facing perimenopause or menopause, um, you know, pr time of life, one of the things is the body changes, the, the hormonal changes, it can start to play havoc with a lot of things in the system. And things like weight loss, or sorry, weight gain can be um, a particularly worrying and upsetting factor for many people. And that that is something that is often put down to those processes, and no doubt it has a, a place as a factor in it. But often what is happening anyway, sort of as the soundtrack to our life, is that as we tend to get older, we tend to move less. We tend to find that the stuff that... Um, would naturally burn up the energy when we're, you know, my little daughter Rosie just bounces around. She, we've got an exercise ball in the house, um, and she invariably f sits on it to watch telly, and not one second is she still. And you know, the imagine the amount of energy that's burned 
by her doing that compared to me sitting on the couch um, watching the same TV program or the same rubbish on YouTube as it tends to be. Um, there's a big difference. And this is the challenge with us as we tend to age. There's, there's other things. There's other factors, obviously, within the general aging process, decline in muscle, um, muscle mass and, and strength in particular. But the level of activity in small, seemingly insignificant ways can reduce in a, to an extent that cumulatively has a significant impact on our overall level of, of energy expenditure. And that's why it's important to recognize that there is a difference between activity and exercise or activity is a subset. So exercise is a subset of activity because we can sometimes look at exercise as a bit of a savior for making up for a lot of those things. And yes, it can, it can contribute to that. However, as the the cliche goes, you can't out you know exercise in whatever you can't out exercise a bad diet or or what have you. And often we can perhaps put too much value on the exercise we're doing in terms of the benefits we're getting, whilst not taking into account the soundtrack or the the the, the background noise of activity that we are not doing. Um, so that's important to recognise the difference. It's not that exercise is not important; it really is. And this brings me on to that question of exercise or diet. And I suppose the it depends then factors into this because when we are looking at um, that energy expenditure, the key thing about exercise is that it tends to be planned, possibly in discrete sort of modules within our day and week. Um, but there's a level of intensity, uh, effort, that means that it's out of the norm of the normal level of activity that we would do or that we would find we could do with very little thought. You know, going for a walk, perhaps just a, a tootle around the village or around down to the shops or just down wherever, you know, you park up and you, and you go for a bit of a walk that's not particularly strenuous is still activity. And if depending on how out of practice we are, we may find that we... Um, we can some sometimes we'll feel it more than others, particularly if it's strenuous and hilly. But generally, the lower level of activity is something that we can do for longer periods without necessarily noticing, particularly if we're generally increasing the activity we do overall. Exercise is one of those things, however, where because of the nature of it, we often will push ourselves, and, and this is part of the benefits of it, we push ourselves to, in various ways, whether it's strength, endurance, flexibility, stamina, cardio, you know, the, the, they get the heart rate and the breathing going, that kind of thing. It's something that we can't necessarily maintain for long periods of time. So there is only a certain amount of energy expenditure that we can really wring out of that those exercise periods. And if we start to add more in, then the the downside is that the body and tiredness in terms of the mind as well will start to um, it will start to notice. It'll start to to push back against it and start to resist the um, I guess the the effort there and try and tone you down in other areas to compensate for the increased expenditure and activity and to to really. It, for us to continue that means we have to counter or deny the level of tiredness that we're getting. And if we, particularly at the ages that, you know, me at 52, I have to pay attention to levels of tiredness. Otherwise, I risk really burning myself up physically if I ignore it and carry on or injuring myself. So that idea of exercise um, as something that can be useful in terms of weight loss, and this is kind of framing in that for, the, for now, it is useful, but because of the nature of the intensity and perhaps the effort level we put in, we can't just throw it at the wall, you know, every amount of exercise at it and expect to um, not to be 
um, a, a payback or a, or a um, some recompense as a result of that. So we can only really plan it in, in those discrete mo um, modules, for want of a better phrase, and expect uh, and, and we need to do so and plan in or allow in recovery time, rest time, downtime. So if we're thinking about it in terms of the, the goal, what I often say, and this is tongue in cheek, but serious in, in a way, is that you, when it comes to weight loss, we exercise for every other reason than the calories it burns or the energy it burns. You exercise for the, the multitude of other reasons, you know, the, the, just the, the, the impact on your psychological well-being, the impact on your energy levels overall, because as you get fitter, you get more efficient, you're just, it just has such, so many numerous benefits. You get stronger, you're able to walk up the stairs, there's knock on, you know, with less effort, less burny legs that kind of thing. There's so many huge benefits to exercise, of which energy expenditure is probably a small part of it. It's one of the small benefits, the smaller side benefits. So if we're looking at, and this is where I guess it depends, comes in, because if your goal as a midlifer, and this is where I would sort of uh, drill down with a client, is what is your longer term goal? Um, and then what are the shorter term goals that will help move you in that direction? Now, if it's very focused around, look, I've put on a lot of weight. Um, it's the third time around. I just really want to get this off and keep it off. Then the focus will be more around that. It will still be very much around health because sustainable sustainability is part of that, a key part of it. Uh, and health is a key part of sustainability. But the focus will be more about how do we get that weight consistently heading in the right direction in a way that we can manage and keep going and um, what's likely to have the most impact. So in that type of goal, then exercise will be a smaller factor than perhaps what we than the energy in, what we take in, in terms of the diet. And when I mean diet, I mean the diet as in as a human being, what is the, what is the, what am I living on? What am I eating generally rather than a planned specific diet, high, high carb, low carb, whatever. So it very much depends on that. And in terms of it, if the goal is very much about, right, right, that is my priority just to get this weight shifted. And in the process, you will naturally feel healthier and it will have a, an impact on your well-being to lose that weight then that will be how it will be framed. The exercise will be potentially a factor uh, in that. And what we, can you do to build that in, in a way that's sustainable and enjoyable? But how can we look at the calories in or the energy inside of it and, and build in and around a way of normalizing our eating in a way that's less stressful, more enjoyable, but we less uh, overall so that we can create that energy deficit. But here's where activity comes back in for this particular dimension. Because whilst we might factor in exercise, you know, in small chunks, particularly if you're starting from scratch, it might be even really sprout-sized chunks just to get you moving. There's an opportunity with activity, very low-level movements repeated over longer periods, whether it's walking, whether it's um, just general movement, it might be swimming, whatever it is that does it for you. But something that isn't particularly strenuous in terms of its intensity that's going to then need real genuine recovery time. Activity is an opportunity, differentiating it from exercise, to build in more of the energy expenditure side with lower cost in terms of the fatigue and tiredness. Now, don't get me wrong. Any changes that we make, particularly on the activity side or exercise, if it's coming from a, a, a no or low level of uh, activity, is gonna there's going to be um, a 
tool, for want of a better phrase. There's going to be a tool in the sense of we're going to notice the difference. So it's, it, it is going to take some adaptation and adjustment, but that lower level of activity gives us an opportunity to do that in a way that is more gentle, more forgiving of the body and the mind, and also potentially more enjoyable. I mean, going out for a walk, going out for a swim, that kind of thing. There's a lot of psychological benefits to that, and we can do it for longer periods potentially. So we do need to factor that in. So when I come, when, when we come down to diet versus exercise, it is very much about what is the primary goal. So if it is weight loss, then we would be looking at, let's look at perhaps the activity side with a little factor in of the exercise, depending on where you're already at with that, but focus more on the energy. And I'm not going to go into that side. I've already talked about the four levers of weight management, of which activity and exercise is one of them uh, in previous episodes. You might want to check those out. Um, but the key part is to then try to find that right mix that works that you can sustain. And that's something I'm going to talk about in uh, next week's episode because it's worthy of its own focus and attention um, because it's that whole word, I guess, of diet as well. You know, I'm going on a diet, I'm on a diet, that kind of thing. And it, it, what I like to do is that kind of reframe all of that and to think about it. And there's a lot of issues around that where, you know, emotion leading, our relationship to food, comfort eating, um, or whether we're frightened or afraid of letting ourselves go and relaxing around food. There's lots of factors, which is something I'll tease out a little bit more. And it's something that Laura and Laura Lloyd, who was a previous guest on episode 102, if I remember rightly, uh, or 103, no, 102, Two, one or three, one or two, one or three. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Um, who is an eating psychology coach? Now we explored that from her perspective as well when she's working with clients. So it's something I'm going to tease out a bit more in next week's episode. But for now, what I want to do is kind of, I guess, recap. Oh no! Before I do, is to also, I guess, to step away from the weight loss side because that might be a particular goal. But for many of us, it weight loss perhaps is a less of an issue. It might be part of it, but it's more about just longer term health improvement raising the, our levels of health and fitness for now, but also for future, for midlife and beyond. It's a phrase I often use, that midlife and beyond, because there is natural aging, but there is also the aging that arises from lifestyle. And part of this is shifting that around. Weight and levels of weight that we carry around is a factor, and you know we can potentially benefit a lot from some weight loss, but for some, it's just one ingredient or one chunk of the bigger picture. Now, in that case, that's where we would look at this mix of diet versus exercise, perhaps slightly differently. And we might think, right, okay, so where we might need to make less tweaks on the, the diet side, what we intake, what we take in. But we might look at things like, well, what are the benefits, of, what, what we're looking for in terms of fitness, strength, flexibility, joint health, that movement, that kind of thing that we can start to build in through a little bit more of a focus on exercise and the activity that's wrapped around it. So it's very much about the goals that we set. And that's why I said at the beginning, it's, it depends um, because it does. But when we drill in, we then have lots of options. So it might be that we would favor, do you know what? I don't need to cut down a load on what I'm eating. I just want to tweak and make them a bit healthier, have less takeaways, have a little less processed food, pre-prep my food so that I'm having something really nice and filling and fulfilling and tasty on a night that I pre-prep to make it as little friction as possible. But really what I want to do is I want to just get out more. I want to get more commitment to go to the gym or go for a run or set myself a target of a couch to 5K or a whatever and build that in. And then that focus becomes exercise inevitably what you eat is is a factor in that because that provides the fuel the energy the repair the material to repair any sort of muscle damage as a result of training etc that we need for natural growth but the emphasis shifts so 
Um, really for t- today, this episode, what I want to do was kind of tease through that. It's a it's a common thing that I would explore with a client in terms of what are their goals and then work through this. And I think it's useful to think about for yourselves and to understand that the movement bit is the very foundation of the, I guess, what boils down to exercise at one point. But we often just think about exercise. We often think about, I need to be doing this, I need to be running, swimming, whatever it is. And actually, if we boil it down to that very basic thing of, as human beings, we've evolved to move. And the society and the world we live in, the way things are, the gadgets that we have, we are probably, I don't say probably, almost certainly moving less than we would have done 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And because of that, we're perhaps, again, I'm using words like that, we are definitely not really honouring the systems and, and things that have evolved in us physiologically and psychologically and, and leveraging them to their full extent. Our body thrives with a bit of adversity, a bit of challenge and movement. It thrives when it moves. It thrives. We think better. We uh, engage better. We feel better. And our body feels better when it moves and when it moves more often. So that's when activity comes into it. Because what activities do you do that perhaps have become less mobile, less movement oriented, and we're engaging in convenience side of things? And where can we build in incidental unplanned activity more? Parking further away. You know the old cliche, parking further away. Take the stairs instead of the lift. They're, They're cliches, but behind every cliche, I think there's a little bit of truth. So activity and then we look at perhaps exercise to, I guess, plug in the gaps, particularly for midlifers where, you know, natural decline in muscle mass and strength, that's where exercise can really come into its own, focused on strength building, uh, that resistance training, perhaps flexibility and stretching, those kinds of things in particular, and just extending our range of mobility because that is something that tends to reduce as we reduce our movement, perhaps we get more st- um, more static then we do need to counter that. And perhaps constructive focused exercises is is the way that we would do that. Unless you already have a pretty active job that needs that that involves a lot of that kind of movement. So as I've said before and mentioned it numerous times, for me, CrossFit does a lot of that because it is about functional movement across a different range of disciplines from stretching uh, and joints, mobility, endurance, cardio, intensity and strength. A lot of those things. Um, so for me, that kind of ticks a lot of those boxes, but I still have to look at the surrounding activity and movement that I'm doing the day because it is not the fix-all or catch-all. So for me, in my goals, it is about that CrossFit, uh, looking at the running training, which I'm going through for the marathon training in October, uh, the marathon in October. What is my general level of activity? But then also looking at the intake side as well, and perhaps, and for me, not a huge focus on or emphasis on what I mean, but a definite focus on that, particularly on the areas where it's very easy for me to overeat, like a packet of biscuits or the after eats that I spoke about in a previous uh, podcast episode. So hopefully, that's just given you some pardon the pun, food for thought around that. So movement, activity, exercise, and then we look at diet. And again, I'm going to explore that a little bit more in the next episode. Um, so let me know your thoughts. Where are you at with this? Where where are you at in terms of your goals, your, your aspirations? And actually, if it's about, well, it's all of the above, Dave, one of the things that is really important to do is perhaps focusing on one priority thing now because all of the above can mean we try to throw everything at it and actually we do need to have some focus and prioritize where our attention goes where our efforts go so have a think about that and and let me know drop me a line at dave at restlessmidlifer.com if you have any thoughts on that any questions any feedback on it i'm really uh, curious to know what you think about that um, but for now i hope you've enjoyed the podcast and i will catch you next week take care 
Thank you for listening. You'll find all show notes, links and resources mentioned at midlifereshape.com forward slash podcast. And it would mean so much if you could spread the word to your fellow restless midlifers. Share the show and links. And if you aren't already, subscribe to the show in your podcast feed of choice. And one more thing. If you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting midlifereshape.com forward slash review. It would mean so much, and I may even give you a shout-out in return. And a quick final thanks to production assistant Karen North of North BA and for the music, which is called Silver Star by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers at musicformakers.com. Take care for now, and don't forget you really can reshape your midlife health and rekindle that spirit of adventure.